The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. I've been looking forward to this analysis for a while now, at least since Zambia changed governments. And Ronak Kapoldis is director and Africa analyst at Signal Risk. It's enormous change for Zambia. And so far, it looks like an enormous change for the good, Ronak. What is your assessment? Yeah, definitely some positive signs uh, coming through, Bruce. Uh, it was a surprise result. Uh, caught many people unaware, including myself. Uh, not many expected uh, Hakainde, Hichilema, and the UNPD to win. Uh, and what, it was really stunning for the margin of the victory, uh, which made any backhanded tactics by the Patriotic Front uh, quite futile. Um, you know, the UPND and Hichilema won by, by 20%. Um, so there was really no dispute around that. And I think it was quite clear that they had learned a number of lessons from previous campaigns. It was quite clear the level of frustration, um, especially from the youth, who uh, voted voted in their numbers. And I think this indicates that uh, the power of incumbency is not what it was across the continent. And encouragingly, it gives it gives uh, Hichilema a strong mandate. And I think, like you say, he started very well with technocratic appoint- appointments, particularly in the finance ministry. The messaging has been sound. Um, you know, it's got the confidence of financial markets, what he's saying. Um, we've seen a major rally in both the currency and the euro bonds. Um, and after years of underperformance, there's a lot of goodwill. So I think he'd be well advised not to, to waste it. But of course, the, the massive, uh, massive challenges ahead, um, you know, debt resolution is the key priority. Getting an IMF program to give confidence to the market and investors and to add credibility to policy, parastatal and mining reform. But even though it's early doors, I think the initial signs are positive. And, you know, it seems like he's got a bit of luck as well with commodity prices doing what they're doing and, and the positive global financial environment which is creating this risk on sentiment so um yeah some some positive news i guess most most certainly and i mean zambia needs a little bit of luck one needs some policy certainty and it needs some stability and it needs a little bit of luck like all countries do ultimately um and they're setting mm-hmm. this they, they're setting a new course for the country uh, and and that has got to be really really um encouraging yeah absolutely agree and you know just shows you also how quickly countries can turn, uh, similar to, to Tanzania, which uh, about a year ago under the Magafuli presidency was in the doldrums. And now with a strong reform agenda, uh, again, commodity prices rising, more scientific approach to, to COVID, um, you know, that, that country also seems to be directionally positive. Uh, and then talk to me about Guinea. I mean, where one country has gone towards a, a much healthier democratic environment, Guinea, of course, has fallen uh, into, into a coup. Yeah, almost two weeks ago, we had a coup in, in Guinea. Special military forces stormed the presidential palace and held uh, the now former president, Alpha Conde, in custody. They dissolved the constitution. They shut the borders. Um, and this is the third time in five months that we've had a coup in West Africa. Um, we've had two in Mali in the past year, uh, one in Chad and now Guinea. Um, and the really worrying thing over here is that we're seeing we're seeing um, the comeback of coups in the West African region, um, seemingly. Um, you know, the immediate reaction was, was quite interesting because there was jubilation on the streets of, of Conakry. Um, Conde was very unpopular. And economically, the, the price of aluminium reached its highest, highest uh, levels in a decade, and that's because Guinea is the largest producer of bauxite. Regionally, there were sanctions and or suspensions imposed by ECOWAS and the AU, and the threat of sanctions is also looming. Um, 
but you know, all eyes will be on what comes next. And you know, the military junta is saying all the right things. Um, you know, they're they're assuring the public that there's going to be a transition. They're going to honor contract to international investors. Talking about a government of national unity and a transition, but you know, coups never really result in in positive outcomes. They usually result in more repressive governance, and junta's are usually fickle. So some serious concerns here about around the future of, of Guinea. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just, as you were saying, that you're know, making all the right noises. I'm sort of trying to think, when did a coup work out well? Um, and uh, I'm sure there may be examples around the world, but yeah, seldom do they ever work out well. Food price inflation. Are we worried about food price inflation? I mean, this is the Africa could be the breadbasket of the world, we're told. But you know, the cost of transport, the cost of access, the... Um, I suppose the the rising uncertainty around climate all adds to uncertainty around the future of your food basket. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that, that's starting to concern me quite a lot. Um, you know, food prices are rising at their fastest rate in a decade. And that puts pressure on the most vulnerable nations in the world. And the pressures, I think, are particularly acute across Africa because we have limited social safety nets, the zero fiscal space from governments, there's already simmering discontent with underperforming governments. And, you know, we've been here before. Uh, in 2007, 2008, we saw food riots happening across 30 countries, 14 of which were in Africa. Um, and, you know, when, when in these countries, 60% of, of income is spent on food, it just takes a little spark to, to really catalyze unrest. And we saw that in South Africa quite recently. The biggest concern for me is in the rate of change, because from August 2020 to August 2021, we saw a 33% increase in the price of food, according to the FAO index. index, index sorry, um, And, you know, when you combine that with low growth, high unemployment, unemployment supply chain disruptions, climatic factors, lockdown fatigue, um, you know, the ripeness for unrest is, is quite significant. So something I think definitely worth keeping an eye on uh, and something that concerns me quite significantly yeah hungry people are you know they've got nothing to lose and that's uh, that that's a risk that many societies face including here in south africa uh, what's happening with vat in nigeria yeah this is an interesting one so there's a big fiscal issue at play uh come to be known as the back war um and it's created a collision course between the central government and the state governments in nigeria as we know, Nigeria is a federation, um, and this was prompted really by a court in River State um, allowing the River State government to collect its own VAT, uh, as opposed to waiting for the central government to disperse this. Um, and this has been contested by the Revenue Authority in Nigeria, um, but the court dismissed that application. And the worry now is that it's creating contagionary effects, and Lagos State has said that it's going to follow suit as well. Now, the issue here is that this really threatens to weaken the financial position of the central government, especially if, if we have other states doing the same thing. Um, you know, the loss of revenue is going to be quite significant for, for the revenue authority. And around 30 states which depend on the central agency for funding, which is done through the distribution formula, um, could be really hard hit. So what you could end up with is an imbalanced situation where, you know, the competitive and the, uh, the rich states outperform and the, the other ones lag behind. And, you know, this has got broader uh, implications over here for the, the, the 
federated structure, uh, broader issues around accountability, around legitimacy. Um, and I think the central government is not going to take this line down. So I think the stage is really set for some legal fireworks. And this is going to be uh, an, an, an issue that investors are going to need to watch quite closely. Ronak, thank you very much. The Director and Africa Analyst at Signal Risk, Ronak Kapoldis.